0: All right, Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbohol here, as always, with Matthew Hawkins. This week, we're speaking with uh, Dana White Contender Series Contender Carl Reed, uh, who fights in a few weeks. How are you, Carl? I'm
1: doing good, man. actually just got to finish up a training session with uh, Coach Thompson, so I'm actually in his office right now i'm doing this interview with you guys awesome so uh so this is your second uh shot
2: at the contender series um the first one didn't go your way um unfortunately you you, you took a loss uh, by decision your first uh loss ever right um yeah i show you i show you as five and oh as an amateur and six and one currently as a pro is that accurate
1: yep that's correct
2: so your opponent uh, this time is uh julius uh angelicas who uh Surprisingly, I don't know how much you've looked into him or how much you care. I figure you're just gonna go in there and try to kick his ass. But uh he is also six and one as a pro and five and oh as an amateur. Uh what do you know about the matchup? Is there is there anything other than his name that you know going into it?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I know a lot. You know, I know pretty much how he likes to uh tie his shoes. Um, that's how much film study I do. Uh, you know, I know everything is pretty much similar on paper, man. You know we're, Five is and Amy, you know, six and one is a pro. We both lost to the same guy. Um, you know, uh, he's 6'3, I'm 6'3. He's got like 77, 78 inch reach. I got 77, 78 inch reach. You know what I mean? So um, I'm curious to see how he's going to react when he's, you know, he's standing across the cage to somebody that's, you know, just as big, if not bigger than him.
0: So, uh, Carl, uh, as I was doing my homework on you, I, I saw that you're originally from New Jersey. Uh, yeah. Well, How'd you get? How'd you wind up in uh, South Carolina?
1: Um, got a scholarship to wrestle at uh, Newberry College, so I went there, wrestled five years there. Uh, once I got done, I got right into uh, college coaching. Um, when I started coaching, and I went to Georgia, ended up coming back, and now I coach at uh, Limestone College, it's a Division two school up in Gaffney, South Carolina.
0: And uh, since you started training at Upstate Karate, has your are you still like a uh, is your base still wrestling or or you consider yourself like more well-rounded since you've been training with uh, Thompson.
1: Um, well-rounded, you know. I, I take the fight—not um, where it goes, but it all depends on what the game plan is. You know what I mean? So it—it it all depends. Whatever our game plan is, that's where I, you know I'm, I'm going to go. Some some game plans are striking heavy, you know. Some game plans are uh, wrestling heavy. So it all—it all depends.
2: So which way do you think you see yourself going in this upcoming bout? Are you? Uh is this somebody you want to take down and and ground and pound or, uh, you think it'll be more of a, uh, of a a standing fight circling around a little bit. Ah,
1: man, that's, that's why you guys got to tune in. uh, (laughs) And you guys got to tune in and I don't want to get the secrets right now, but, um, you know, uh, I like to play chess in there, man. That's one thing I've, uh, you know, I've always said, you know, coming up, I told Ray, um, Mr. T, um, I always told him I wanted to play chess and, and that's what we do. So, you know, I'm trying to, uh, exploit his weaknesses, take away his strong suits and, uh, you know, raise up my strengths. You know, that's something I learned definitely after, um, the first, my first contender series trip, you know, my first one, I kind of just went in there and just fought really, you know, and, uh, didn't have no plan, didn't have no plan for weight cut, had no plan for rehydration. until so, you know, when the weight cut went bad, uh, rehydration wasn't in place so it kind of you know things kind of snowballed you know after that um just the whole process everything kind of snowballed for me so this time you know i'm going out there you know two years later you know smarter more experienced well rehearsed um in in every area of the game so i'm I'm excited to go out there and put a smile on my face and have some fun
0: so so uh being that that you're kind of used to the whole process of Going on contender series, there, there's no, uh, there's no jitters or, or nervousness outside of what you normally feel before a fight.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, to me, it's just another fight. You know, I'm not making this, you know, like, you know, I, I expect to be in the UFC. I expect to, you know, fight big time. You know, so I'm not, I'm not making this fight, you know, bigger than what it is. It's just another fight. You know, Dana White just happened to be sitting in the stands. You know, to me, that that makes makes it no, another mind. And to be honest, when I first went on, I, I didn't have that problem. You know, I, I actually, you know, I liked it. You know, what I mean it's uh it's real it's real airy in there, man, and you don't really feel it until you till you get in there, but you can't hear a pin you can hear a pin drop in there, man. there's no intro music, you don't you know, they ain't screaming your name to walk to the cage. It's you know, it's, they tell you to go. You walk to the cage, you, you get greased up, you walk in, your opponent gets in, they look at you, say, You ready to fight? Fight. You know what I mean you don't hear nothing but coaches yelling. You know, just, you know, uh, I think the apex arena they let in a lot, of, you know a couple more people in um, yeah. but I thought there it might have been twenty people in there,
0: yeah, I think it 's a different facility uh the apex is a, is the newer the bigger newer one that 's supposed to be like uh dana white he was he was actually here in New York at the hashtag sports event and he was talking about how it 's supposed to be like uh the future of broadcasting combat sports events, so um that 'd be pretty cool to to get your get your win in there and get the contract in there are you looking forward to have you seen the facility or heard anything about it
1: um no i mean i watched uh a couple a couple episodes just to get my visualization down about you know how the wall's going to be you know how you know how the cage looked. but uh no, other than that i haven't been there physically when i went there when i went to vegas for my media i wanted to go check it out but they weren't done it yet
2: when uh we talked to uh John Lucas, who who trains with you uh, at your gym out there in uh, South Carolina, and uh, and is is a, a MD for for a lot of the, uh, the the fight scene out there, and he was uh, he he really spoke well of the UFC as far as their medicals and and just how professional they were when they came out there to Greenville. When uh, when you competed on the first uh, your first time at the Contender Series, uh, did you notice any kind of uh, extra level of professionalism? Was there anything that stood out as far as I know it's technically not a UFC fight, I, I guess, but um, dealing with uh, Nevada uh, uh, and and a little bit more of a high profile fight. Did you notice any anything different than than what you had been dealing with previously?
1: Um, they're very, they're very punctual, you know, because everything works on time as far as you know, broadcasting and 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 airing certain fights, and they got to be they got to start at a certain time and finish at a certain time. So um, the one thing I like, I know, especially this fight go around, I know I'm gonna be the first fight. So I know I'm fighting around, you know, 515, 530 at the latest, you know, I'm gonna be in the cage, you know, you know, getting it on. So, um, you know, that's one thing I really, really like about them. They're on point about everything. You know, a lot of regionals, you, you got to get there at two o'clock and then sometimes you don't fight till 11 PM, you know? So, um, that's the one thing I do. They are on point and they are, you know, they, they run their schedules very, very tight.
0: They're only uh uh you're you're in you're in uh, South Carolina now, which is three hours uh you know we're three hours a- I'm on the East Coast too, we're three hours ahead of of uh, Vegas over there. How do you uh, adjust for the time as far like you training? Are you already training at the time that you would be fighting, or or like how do you deal with it? Because I know for me, I mean uh, as an older, more out of shape dude, I I don't handle the change in time that 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 well.
1: Uh, we get out there a couple of days before, so I'll get out there probably Friday or Saturday. And it only takes about, you know, a day or two, you know, to uh, kind of get adjusted to the time zones. And, and it really, you know, if you, if you really think about it, um, you know, 5 o'clock is 8 o'clock here. You know, I train at every, 8 o'clock every single day. So if you really think about it, it's about the same time, you know, that I train and I work out um, that I'll be fighting. So, you know, either way, I think I'm fine. I'll be, I'll be well-adapted.
2: What? How many people do they allow you to bring into the uh, apex with you? Uh, is there is there a number, or is it kind of are they kind of lax depending on um, know, knowing that you're coming the from? A number good is gym.
1: About four. They give us four passes, you know. So, um, but this year I know they're saying you know other people can walk in. So, you know, I'm, I'm expecting to go out there and finagle a few more passes for some people that's coming out. Um, but from what I hear, man, it's free to the public. So. Um, anybody can walk in so i got a couple of extra people coming out for me this time i, I think
0: i think there's an email list though i think they have to at least email and say that they're coming it's free but uh that's what i heard that they had with the last last week's event that's what i heard was happening uh through um folks so i write for sure dog.com so uh, someone someone that covered uh uh I forget what event it was, but they had mentioned that, that that there's an email list that you have to at least RSVP to. So, so I would uh, look for details on that with whoever your contact
1: is. I right, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's good information to know because I didn't know that.
2: <laughs> I think your fight was initially scheduled for early July, and then I thought it was like the sixth. Is this? Do they just keep changing the dates, or was nothing ever in stone for uh for your yeah, actual it was, fight?
1: It was in stone July second, um, and then they moved it. They just picked my card up and moved. I think it just was too busy. You know, I talked to somebody that works for the UFC. They just said, you know, it was just too busy to do International Fight Week and get a contender series show in. Because uh, the same crew, they do all the – I mean, they, they fly everywhere. They do they do an awesome job. You know, Heidi, um she's my go-to girl there. I think everybody loves Heidi. But, um, you know, they, they fly everywhere, you know. So they come into Vegas. You know, they're going to do the contender series tonight and then – you know, I guess what's it's uh, UFC North this weekend. Yeah, um, they'll, they'll be in Jersey this weekend. You know, for the the Lawler uh, Covington fight.
0: So, do you um, uh, with the fight coming up, um, with your fight coming up rather, is there uh, is there anything as far as like uh, because Wonderboy was talking about the Lawler Covington fight. Was there anything that that uh, Steve, uh, Stephen Thompson said to you as far as this this time around? Um, like helping you prepare mentally or any advice that he gave for this upcoming match?
1: Yeah, man, you know, Steven, you know, just being him helps me a lot, man, just because he, you know, he's one of the, you know, besides a fighter, he's just one of those rare guys in the world that are just always in an upbeat mood, you know, always having fun. So, you know, one thing I really learned from Steven uh, with him being, you know, you know, kind of my mentor in the fight game, man, just, you know, have fun with it. I mean, don't make it such a chore. So Mm. um, that's one of the things I'm really, really focused on this fight camp. And one thing I noticed, you know, we're working with my mental coach, you know, I work with wrestling mindset and martial arts mindset. So I actually do a lot of mental training. Um, But I started tracking down, finding out what, you know, what mindset I need to be in to have my best performances. And I noticed when I have good laughs and I have fun, you know, I go out and I kick a lot of ass. So um, one thing yeah. I've been telling myself this training camp, you know, cause I'm always so focused. So want to do everything the right way, but just kind of, you know, relax, have fun, you know, it's another walk in the park, man. I, you know, I, I did not had, you know, close to 15 fights so far, you know, whether they're amies or not, but I, I've been in there, you know, a few times. So, you know, just another fight, you know, just another fight. Every fight is the toughest fight of your life. You know, I mean, that's kind of how I approach it. So. Learn to just have a lot more fun. I think uh, that's one thing I'm really learning from Steven, man. He has fun every single training session. Yeah. Working all day long, you know, with the kids and everything. And he's still got to train. He's still got a big smile on his face and he's still ready to go.
2: One of the things that might not be so fun is cutting weight. What, uh, how does that work for you? Uh, I know you said you're six, you're six foot three. Have all your fights always been at light heavyweight? And uh, what do you cut down from?
1: Yeah, man. So I've had I've had trouble with the weight cuts, um, and I think it, it really came to fruition uh, my first time on a contender series. Um, I, I had a, a, a brutal weight cut. Then I probably you know should have went to the hospital, um, but I sucked yeah. it up and didn't. Um, and that caused me to gas really, really early in the fight. Um, so you know after that fight, I took another fight and i thought i corrected some things and i had another bad weight cut um i actually was still cramping pretty badly yeah. before i walked out to the cage um luckily learning some experience i knew you know i knew how to slow the fight down i you know i made it out that one um uh, with a w so after that i contacted the uh my guy ari with the uh, fight doctors down here He they work with some um athletes like justin Skog and sarah mcmahon um osp and a couple other guys but they do their weight cuts man and he started breaking down the science behind doing a weight cut and, and getting it done properly. Um, so man, I start off, man, I walk around between 235 and 240. You know, I'm a Ooh. big dude. Um, so, uh, but you know, with all that being said, ever since I'm working with the 5000, my weight cuts has been beautiful, it's been great, man. Um, I remember a contender series and all my fights before then, I would cut down to 205 and I, I would walk back in the cages like 211, you know, uh, you know. Barely rehydrated the right way, Um, you know, and taking a lot of stuff out of my body. I would cut too early, you know, and and try to do focus, you know, part of my camp would be focused on getting the weight down and not training. Now I'm keeping the weight up. I'm training harder, training better, longer. I only focus on the weight cut when it's uh, fight week. And, you know, with their process, I'm getting back in the cage at 225, 226. Oh, wow big healthy and uh you know and explosive and and feeling like i can go you know five rounds
0: that's interesting i mean you were just talking about the the uh, the wrestling mindset and martial arts mindset um given the uh your your experience coming from wrestling um did you find that i guess i mean because usually everyone assumes that people folks that fighters that come from wrestling are already uh sort of experts at weight cutting but did you find that you just were, weren't doing it right? Because some people just think they can be active, trained for their competition, and, the, and then the, the weight cut will be easier. But obviously, as you get older and your body changes things, you have to change how you do things. So the the martial arts mindset versus the wrestling mindset, do you think one helps you with the other as far as making the
1: weight? Um, I mean, growing up in, in, in wrestling since I was in high school and everything, just the mindset was just always, you know, you make the weight. No matter how, you know, how you do it, you make weight, and you show up, and you compete. And I know one thing I can say, like, and even in college wrestling, high school wrestling, and in my first, through my amateurs, and my first four pro fights, you know, I just always thought everyone felt like shit. You know what I mean? Like, I would step in the cage or step on the mat, and I, I wouldn't feel 100%. You know, and I always thought, like, that was a, man, this is just, this, this comes with it. You know, so I like I told Ari, I told Ari after, you know, maybe my, my second fight with him, you know, working with him, I said, dude, you probably changed my whole career, man. Now I, I get in a cage and I don't feel like I got to convince myself to go. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, in my last four fights, I've got in the cage and it was like, dude, it's go time because I got it in the tank, you know. the But like I said, he's breaking down the science behind it and just being a lot smarter about what I'm doing, how I'm cutting the weight, how am I, you know, rehydrating and, um, you know, carbs versus proteins you know what i mean what holds water what doesn't hold water like you know all that stuff matters you know what i mean so um you know glycogen levels and your glycogen de- depletes how do you fill it back up quickly to get you ready for the next training session so all that stuff all that those fancy scientific words they mm-hmm. put me on and since i've been doing them you know i feel like i'm 18 again
2: wow you mentioned uh, you started wrestling in high school and I think I see that you're 30 years old. So just kind of doing the math, I'm 40. So I'm guessing you graduated somewhere around like 2007, 2008, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. So you were, you were in high school wrestling really at at, at the height of the UFC's popularity as far as viewership and, and really getting out there to, to become worldwide known. Was this something that you wanted to, was the UFC something that was on your radar? Um, I mean MMA in general but the UFC being the the pinnacle was that something that was on your radar in high school and that you wanted to pursue or was it or were you even were you even aware of the UFC uh, I should
1: say honestly man uh no it wasn't at all like I I wasn't I was a huge boxing fan so I, I watched boxing a lot but um as far as in high school man like one I was a, you know I didn't think I'd ever wrestle in in, in college and then I end up you know going to New Bear and we end up being one of the best division two schools in the country during the era that I was there, you know, we, you know, we won conference championships five years in a row, finished highest seventh in the country. We were always top 10 my senior year. We was number one in the country as a team. You know, I've been ranked top, you know, uh, top eight in the country um, as a wrestler. So I never thought I wanted to do it. And to be honest, in college, I even, you know, playing around, we used to play around, play UFC in college. And, I would get on my back and guys would get in my guard and simulate punches. And I I remember thinking, like, this is fucking retarded. Like, (laughs) who wants to do this? But I was like, you know, so. But I got done. When I got done college, man, I got this guy, Matt Perkle. He's a great friend of mine. He kind of got me into fighting. But he he approached me. He's like, dude, you need to try fighting, bro. Like, I think, you know, it would be your niche, you know. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good on that. So, you know, long story short, man, I went into college coaching. I took a job down in South Georgia and, you know, it was my first big job. I was a head assistant and man, I, I had an athlete, you know, my second practice get a heat stroke and then he ended up passing away about two weeks later. Oh, wow. So, you know, when that happened, I kind of just rolled into a gym, you know, trying to release some stress. You know, I rolled into a gym, kind of started doing jujitsu. I didn't know what jujitsu was and two days out of the week, man, they had me, you know, kicking and punching stuff real backyardish jiu-jitsu was the jiu was solid the mma was kind of backyardish i'm not gonna lie um and i i was picking it up quick so you know i caught purple you know this and this is probably two years later after that initial conversation you had with me um you know i told him i was like dude i think i want to take a i'll take a fight you know so i took an amateur fight man with like really no experience like no striking no coaches no striking experience kind of just went in there to see if i can take a punch um and I happened to take the job at Limestone, you know, that next season. Um, found upstate. I had a, a actually was coaching a kid that trains here, John Sweeney. He's a pro for us now. Um, I think he's I think he's about C six and two right now. Um, so he was coach. I was coaching him. He told me about upstate. I didn't know who Steven was. I didn't know who uh, Mr. T was. Came down just to check it out. You know, still didn't know if I wanted to do it full time. I took a fight under them after my first one. You know, and even then, I still was like, ah, I don't know. I'm just playing with it. But then, I don't know, something clicked. You know, I had a good conversation with Ray, and he kind of told me, you know, he thought, you know, he kind of the first guy to tell me, you know, same thing Purple told me. He was like, dude, I think you can can be really, really, really good at this sport, man. He was like, I can see you, you know, being really good. I can see you being a world champ. So, you know, I went back and thought about it, and I just said, you know what, let me, you know, Let's give it a go. Let's let's see what's you know let's see what's up you know and I and I told him I'd give him my all, and we mapped out a plan and to be funny thing is the plan we mapped out was to be in the UFC by 2019. Here we are, 2019, and we get a shot in two weeks.
0: Oh, I hope that happens for you, man. I mean, that's a great. That's actually a really great. Uh, that's a great uh, background story on you. Um, it sounds like I mean, after because we we've actually talked to Wonder Boy on this podcast too. But talking to you and, and hearing you uh, talk about uh the way things are at upstate karate, that sounds like a really cool place to train. Um do you uh do you join Wonder Boy and wrecking the little kids with the dodgeballs too or no? Nah, I don't want
1: to <laughs> on those, man. Nah, Wonderboy's got like the I don't want to say the perfect life, everyone's got ups and downs, but he's he's yeah. a damn counselor since he was like fourteen, dude. So <laughs> he's been doing this for a long time, bro. He still loves it, dude.
2: Uh, I, I'm always interested when I talk to people because I mean, hearing your story now, it doesn't sound like you grew up fighting a lot in the streets and stuff. I'm, I'm just going by your story as far as you talk about getting punched in the face and stuff. And as somebody who, tra- I mean, I trained a little bit in the late, late nineties when it was still kind of no holds barred. And I, I was, I was never a person who prided myself on fighting in the streets and stuff. What, what were the, what were the, was, did you have severe, uh, uh, nerves? What was it like getting in the cage the first time? Um, it, it, it sounds like I mean again I might just uh, I might be wrong but it, it sounds like from your story you just told that you weren't exactly somebody who was who was going around trying to beat up a lot of people in the street.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't that guy. I wouldn't I wouldn't claim to be that guy. I've been in some fights. Um, you know, in a wrestling room you get in a lot of fights. I think I, yeah, you know, Newbury. I think I've probably been in a fight every single year. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, but you know, to walk in the first time, honestly, man, it was like I, I love the lights, man. I like the show. Like I, I get goosebumps when it's time to walk out there. Like and I you know, I have fun. So it was my first fight and I actually was fighting a, a local guy and we were in some bar and it was packed out, man, and that was the first fight and everyone was rooting against me. Let's just put it like that. Um and I just I loved it. I loved the environment, you know, I loved the energy that uh that came with it, you know what I mean? So I, I fell in love, you know, pretty quickly, man, you know, just about the experience and then like I said, after that second one, like I just I I, I wanted more. You know what I mean? So you know, I I love I love getting in the cage and putting on the show. Like that's that's the best part for me. Get in there and, and get to, you know, show my art. Um it's fun. That's it's an adrenaline rush and you don't get that feeling, you know anywhere else man there's nothing like getting your hand raised after going through a straight war um and and you know getting over side the other side of fair man is it's is awesome
0: yeah it sounds awesome man i mean uh it, it's just amazing i uh, just uh you, you you uh you mentioned how you were a boxing fan did you ever like try uh before you obviously got into the to the being well-rounded and with jiu wrestling and and uh and striking uh over at upstate did you try uh, boxing at all on your own, or were you like, or any, anyone you tried to emulate when you were when you were competing uh, as an athlete, like coming up as a in wrestling, or 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 when you were fighting on your own, amateur?
1: Um, so boxing always intrigued me. I know after right after the first um uh, contender series fight, I noticed I needed I needed to get back to the basics um, in every area. You know what I mean? So. It don't matter. It don't, I don't care what style you have, like every style, striking, striking, uh, grappling, wrestling, like there, there is a base. There is a base style for this game. And I went back to the bases. I put the gi back on in jujitsu, you know, wrestling. I went back to, you know, folk style wrestling, um, Greco and in, in, in the, in the ties and then striking. I went back to boxing. So I box, you know, about twice a week now. Um, and I got, a, I got a boxing coach that just works my hand and works my hands in defense. Mm. Um, and really, you know, it, it's opened my kicks up a lot, you know, since I started doing it. So um, as far as Emily, like, no, nah, you know, I was an Anderson Silver fan when I first started. Um, so, you know, he's a little flashy, a little, you know, real athletic. You know, I was, I was an Anderson Silver fan. So um, I know when I did start fighting, I, I did tell myself early that I wanted to be different. I didn't want to just be uh, you know throw hands, wrestle and ground and pound so um, which is a different approach for for a traditional wrestler, you know I know, but I think it's paid dividends for me. I haven't had a guy step in the cage yet and feel comfortable you know mm-hmm. <laughs> we go train to other places you know they, they I sense it on them there's a sense of uncertainty uncertainty you know when I'm in there
2: you mentioned anderson silva and, and uh usually it's about 50-50 with the fighters i talk to who are fans of the sport and who other people it's just completely a, a job and they kind of don't really pay attention to the world of mma are you a, are you a fan of the sport or is it something you see more as a job and and you don't like to necessarily, and do you spend
1: your uh your free time watching fights um yeah i study a lot you know mostly like it's not you know when i when i watch i'm studying you know what I mean? I watch, I I am looking at why is he doing this or why is he doing that? You know what I mean? I you know, and I, I try to break down and analyze and, and figure out those questions. Um and it's helped my fight IQ definitely, you know, tenfold. You know, it's mm-hmm. getting to the point now that, you know, which is, you know, Steven come to me and ask me, dude, what do you think about me doing this for this fight? You know what I mean, and when yeah. the first time he asked me, I was like, "Huh?" You know what I mean, but say, like, "Nah, bro, you break down fights pretty good. Like, what, what do you think?" So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan. You know, I love watching it, but I also, you know, I I study a lot. So a lot when I watch, I'm 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 analyzing, breaking down, you know, watching, trying to catch, you know, catch on to, you know, whoever's leading the dance, what he's seeing and what he's doing. Who who impresses you? Who
2: impresses you out of the fighters you? see now not necessarily you're going to compete against but anybody that jumps out in the UFC right now that you, that you're just fascinated by um fascinated by I mean like as a wrestler how do you see like Khabib Nurmagomedov or somebody like that is do you see anything special about that or is it just is it just wrestling
1: um I think it, I think Khabib you know he, he's got great cardio and I think he he works his style man he has he has Set patterns that no one's been able to break yet. Um, you know, his patience in there surprised me a lot. Like he's, you know, you know, constantly, constantly, constantly. This is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to keep going until I, until I, until I get it. Um, uh, curious to see how other people approach it, uh, approach that style, and no one's been able to uh, crack it yet. Um, I'd like to say I got a remedy for that. Um, just thinking and just studying, you know, putting my coach's hat on. Um, other than that, man, um, of course, you know, just like a guy that I really would love to fight, John Jones. You know, um, he impresses me just the fact that he's the one guy I think in the UFC that kind of kind of gets it. Um, I think he he knows, you know, being eclectic is, is better. You know what I mean? He don't have an A-plus in any area, but he's got straight Cs and Bs across all the boards, man. Like, he can fight left side four, He can fight right side four, He can fight with distance. He can fight in close. He can take you down. He can grapple with you. You know, he, he kind of made himself being able to do everything. And when it comes to that, when you're able to do everything and you're fighting a bunch of guys that are one-dimensional, now it's kind of easy to put game plans together to say, well, well, I'm going to fight this way since he's good here, or I'm going to fight that way since he's good there. You know, a lot of guys can't do that. A lot of guys got to go in and say, okay, well, I'm a boxer and a wrestler, so this this is what I'm doing. I just got to make sure I do it better than whatever he can do. You know? Um, yeah. That's what stands John uh, uh, across him, you know, sets him apart from anybody else.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I can't help but agree with you 100%. I mean, there's that saying about – Jack of all trades, master of none, but he seems to have mastered every small part of the game just enough to, to surprise people every time he, he steps out there. Um, well, Carl, I mean, I know you said this is the time you usually train, so I appreciate you taking some time out to talk to us. Um, I hope we're not cutting in too much of your training time. Oh, Over... no, I'm done. I'm good for a day. Oh, you're, you're done? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do appreciate you talking to us. Uh, just to clarify the date, it's August 13th that you're fighting?
1: Yep, August 13th. August thirteenth, eight PM, ESPN Plus. First fighter tonight. So tune in.
0: Oh wow, first one, ESPN Plus. All right, cool. Um, I don't know. That's all from me, Matt. I don't know if you have anything
2: else for him. No, I, I just want to thank you for coming on. Um, uh, uh, your gym's been pretty, uh, pretty friendly to our show, so I want to thank everybody over there. Uh, and uh, wish you the best of luck, man, and look forward to hopefully talking to you uh, after you pick up a big win and we hear about your UFC contract. I'm I'm definitely uh, interested about being able just to walk in or email about going to the contenders because I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm four hours away, but it's something that uh, might get a wild hair and take a couple days off work. So I'm going to have to look into that email too, but uh, yeah, man, just wish you the best of luck. Do you want to throw out your, uh, your Instagram handle or Twitter or, any, any social media uh, so people can follow you?
1: Yeah, man. First of all, I'd give a big shout out to the fight doctors, handling my weight cut and everything. Um, definitely Healthletic Mills. They're a prep company up here in the upstate. Um, they deliver right to your house. Very, afford- very affordable. Put down your macros and everything. They help me get down as well. Um, big red Truck and Trailers. My man Dan, any type of truck and trailers you need, he'll hook you up. But Instagram, you can find me at, uh, at no worries underscore read. Twitter is no worries read. Um, and Facebook is Carl No worries. read man. Everybody tune in. Um, August 13th, gonna put on a show, baby. ESPN Plus, first fight of the night. Don't blame uh, again, fans. That's August 13th,
2: ESPN Plus, uh, Dana White's contender series. Uh, Carl Reed versus Julius and Angel- Angelicas. Uh, both six and one pros should be a hell of a fight. Uh, we'll be looking forward to watching it. Fans can always catch us on Twitter at Combat Hour on Instagram at coast to coast combat hour uh, myself at MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter and Instagram. You can catch Ed at Carbazol on Twitter and at Carbizal on Instagram. Again, best of luck, Carl. And, and thanks for coming on my man.
1: Thanks man. I appreciate
0: Thank it. You. Thank you so much. Hey guys, Ed here east coast side of the coast to coast combat hour podcast if you like what we're doing make sure you subscribe on youtube and anywhere you listen to podcasts also if you'd like to help us out and donate uh, the support links are in any of the uh podcast descriptions and some of the links are also provided on our youtube channel the Blogboard jungle um thanks again for listening and if you give us some support we'll give you a shout out on the podcast maybe uh Bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.